Last night was very lovely, very lovely for the bank world. As Arizona State <laughs> easily won the game, we had a money line. I'll take Arizona State, by the way. I like them in the over over one thirty three. Right, that was a gift because we knew, uh, and that, and that gives me confidence, maybe a false sense of confidence, but. Vegas got it all wrong, right? And who, who's doing the odds on this, which is good for us. Everybody Absolutely. Likes to, everybody likes to bet the over. Nobody bets the end of it. 133. Did I see wrong? Did Arizona offensive coaches playing against each other? Well, what the heck's going on here, Scott? Didn't Arizona State have like in the 50s in the first half, if I remember right? Exactly. What, what, they would Nevada had no chance against Arizona State last night. Um yeah, you know, Vegas, you know, Vegas is overemphasizing certain things in, in games, and it seems more prevalent this year than ever before as they, you know, like a game that we'll get to later, Charleston, they, they think they're going to throw up 80, 90 points in the game. No way. There's no way. There's yeah, no I, way. I double bet that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you, you, you have to really look at it with the realistic eye. You can't look at it as, Oh, Charleston's averaging 87 points a game. It's going to go over. This is the NCAA tournament. Teams do not score 87 points in an NCAA tournament game. Well, so, the thing, right? I am 9-0 and right now, as, as you know, because I've yeah. probably told you this 100 times. <laughs> I didn't try to help you make money there. But I am 9-0, right? Betting the San Diego State over. So um, in uh, my good friend, Don Benson, Big San Diego State fan, you know, watching this, he wants to, he's he's jumping in on the bandwagon here, Scott. And he's going to be full on, especially when the football season starts coming up next time, he's going to be full on monetizing our, our knowledge of sports. So oh, I was on it. Asking me about the Charleston San Diego State game. Uh <laughs> so I got, uh, you know, I've been, everybody, I'll pull the curtain back. I've been away for work for the last three or four days. So I haven't been around too much, but I got home at like eight 30, nine o'clock my time last night. And I was on a show on one of my other things that I do at like 10, 10 o'clock last night. So I was, I was not happy. And the one thing I said to the guy, the host was San Diego state is nine and oh under the total, the last nine games. And he's like, Oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, they have nine and oh. I said in my other shows, uh, Josh, who's who's the who's the host of the show, has bet San Diego State under nine games in a row, and he's won it each time. So you, you might want to bet San Diego State in the under because it's probably it's almost coming in, and nothing's a lock in life, but no, it's no, coming no. in. Right. So no, exactly, exactly. And it's yeah. not 
the house's money, right? It is no. our money. Right. So for right. me, thankfully, um, for me, I would no matter what. But it's what what have you done for me lately? So if I think I should go the other way, I should go the other way, right? So exactly, and and in all actuality too, somebody gets to five in a row. If you don't do your research, you're generally going to say, "Okay, the over's definitely hitting this game. I'm betting the over." No, you need to do your as one of the top ten rules. You need to do your research in order to to keep the roll going. So. Exactly. And yeah, if it's going the other it. way, it's going the other way because he has a return to the mean, which the guy right. from Jeopardy is the one, you know, the guy from Jeopardy, uh, that's all he does supposedly, right? Because you can't believe everything everybody says. But supposedly, yeah. one drip, he has a record, uh, whatever his name is, I forget his name, but he. Ken, Ken Jennings, the host of Jeopardy is Ken Jennings. Yeah, not the host, but the guy who owns the, the old time, I'll get his name in a second. The guy who owns the all-time record. Oh, okay. He says he's a sports better. That's how he makes he's a professional sports better. And what he uses, I found out, uh, through the grapevine and uh, listening to what he says, what he uses is return to the mean. So that means that it's an average, right? So let's say San Diego State has gone under nine games in a row. And I'll break this down real quick from a sports betting financial statistics standpoint because you have to combine all these different things. That's why Scott and I being old gives us an advantage because we can mm-hmm. two or three different things that we've been working on for years. So it's San Diego State, right? They're nine and oh. Yeah. And we all know that the highest level of probability is 80%. So they're at a hundred up to the under. So yeah. Since we know that probability theory is 80%, right? Uh, if it's 100%, we know that there's a market inefficiency. Or what Shakespeare used to say, the fish are rotten in Denmark. <laughs> there's something here going on, right? And I think what's going on, right, is that Vegas, people get Vegas wrong, right? Vegas, people feel that Vegas or they think Vegas is like the stock market where you have a prospectus and you have this and that. No, no, They're, they have the number, right? So if Vegas knows San Diego State games are going under, they're gonna put a number that's not market efficient, right? Like they lie, they say, oh, we want bets on here 50-50. No, they don't want bets 50-50. They want bets 80-20, they want, 80% of the people to pick the wrong team. So if we know a little, here's a little behavioral psychology, uh, which you have to use in business, right? Uh, behavioral psychology here, uh, from a behavior economic standpoint, people like betting overs. So if people like betting overs, Vegas is gonna price this game for San Diego State to go under, why? because they want to make money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're in business with Vegas. Right. And that and that's why, you know, when you look at NFL overrunners, it's like, wow, 53. That's all. It's because Vegas wants you to pick the over. Right. <laughs> want you to touch. They know it's going under. They don't want you to touch the under. So they put it extremely high because they know 
60 to 80% of the bets on totals are over because right. nobody wants to see a 10-7 game. And this is the thing, too, that catches people. Um, and, and I say it a lot, and Scott's heard me say this a lot. This is a $137 trillion market. You know how many people are taking today off to bet on yeah. this? And people have money. Right. I've been the hero. I don't say business consultants because, you know, 90% of business consultants don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. 90% of wealth managers don't know what they're doing. But I have a 20-point plan for a business because I, you know, I invested $8,000 and then sold my restaurant for $900. Six years later, I had a lot of fun along the way. So as a concierge, I have a 20-point plan that I was lucky to get because George Steinbrenner came to my restaurant and said, wow, this guy's doing a really good job, but he really doesn't know a lot of what he's doing. So he got a consultant for free to help me out. So I yeah. So now I share that information. Nobody's ever gotten, no company I've ever worked with for 25 years has gotten all 20 right. We always get stuck in number six. Right, right. Because people have money, they're happy, they got this, they don't feel like they need to do anything else, right? Right. So I'm the hero, and I've told every single customer this from the beginning. I even followed my own advice. Okay, what are you charging? Ten dollars now? Okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is the first thing we're gonna do. We're gonna charge everybody now. Your existing customers, everybody, thirty bucks. They're like, oh, we're gonna lose clients. Yeah, you're gonna lose the people who complain a lot, <laughs> who don't want to pay, and you're gonna get new people who are gonna pay you thirty and then give you another thirty tip. Now suddenly you got sixty, and boom, your your mind's blown. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So people get caught up with that with sports betting and they're like, oh, how can Vegas put this line this way? Because there's a lot of people who are not doing the research that you're doing saying, hey, that's crazy. 133 last night. We, we've been betting Pac-12 games, right? Scott knows, right? We've been Pac-12 games all year. We knew the Arizona score going to score 80, 90 points in that game. Why? Because Steve Alford is a horrible defensive coach. He's in coach defense. He's just an offensive guy. So you got two offensive guys, and it's one thirty-three. And even and and uh, Jason was like, "Okay, because uh, the average Jason got this drilled in his head, right? The average score NFL game is forty-five points. What's the yeah. average score of basketball game? It's like you got to look. Is this game going to be in the eighties? If it's going to be in the eighties, it's one sixty, right? Right." Right, exactly. And you know, seventies is gonna be the one forties. This is priced at one thirty-three. The game's gonna be insane. So Jason, everybody made that money last night on that Arizona State over in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it you, you have to look at it. Okay. So the easy thing for better to do pick, I don't know, pick Duke. Right. Hey, I won five times in a row with Duke. I'm gonna bet Duke. Well, who who do they play? Well, they played uh, Colgate. They played Southeast West Missouri uh, Valley Conference. They, yeah, of course you're going to win on those games. Now that now they're stepping up and they're playing Virginia. Okay, right. you're betting Duke. Why are you betting them? Well, because they won five straight in a row. You don't bet them that. You don't do that. You do your research. Oh yeah, and, okay. and I'm going to be over because um, Duke averages ninety points a game. Yeah, everything ninety points again, I guess. Right. 
And you right. have to do your research because if, let's say you, you do your research and you read in, in the paper from the beat writer or, or you read in the preseason magazine, oh, uh, the coach said that uh, preseason, they're going to play a certain style. But one come conference season, they're going to have to play slow down because they don't have the athletes with a better yep. competition to, to be, you know, to be running a fast pace. Right. Now, exactly. Now you went from bending that game over to bending under. Right, I mean, so we're looking good at West Virginia minus two. Yep. Carmen, I got him plus six under 131 and a half. Uh, both coaches play slow down. Yep. Talking about junkie, right? You and I are junkies because both you and I independent of each other randomly have watched the very excellently well-coached Cleveland State women's basketball team. Certainly have. I'm it's very impressed. Friday, the first game of the NCAA is this Friday. So be rooting for them. Are they going to bet yep. it? Watch it. You can bet it, right? I can bet women's basketball. Yeah, I watched who they're playing. They're playing. I haven't watched them, and I have an emotional bias. Yeah, I like the I like the Cleveland State program. They do a great I job. I do too. <laughs> I do too. They co- I love their coach. I absolutely love their coach. So because these aren't five star girls. These are girls that he's developing. And girls who gone through a lot just to be able to play. You yep. know, a lot of societal things that they're going through now just to be able to play. So <clears throat> they're doing a great job creating a culture with their Cleveland State. Yeah, but Furman. I remember Furman, that coach of Furman, creating some upsets, right. covering against Duke. So you got a guy, uh, Furman, uh, who knows how to develop players. And we talked about marginal utility. Then we talk about Virginia being a slowdown team. So Virginia feels that they can shut you. Down. They could be up by one point. You got the ball. They're confident. They're jumping up and down because they feel they're going to shut you down. That's yeah. where the plus six comes from. Under exactly. 31. Do you like that? I like Furman. I, I, I'm not sold on Virginia. Okay. Right. And the reason I'm not sold on Virginia is because they have trouble in games, in stretches, right. putting the ball in the hoop. And in the NCAA tournament, you can't have a three, four-minute stretch where you don't put the ball in the hoop. Right. And Virginia right. is susceptible to that. So I think Furman keeps it close based on the style of the game. Very slow moving. Possessions are at a premium in this game. There's not going to be 75 possessions for each team. You're probably looking more at like 40s for each team. So, yeah, it's going to definitely go under. And I think Furman's got a shot to keep this close. And when you get a team. Both teams play slow down. Yeah. And and you got to think too, too, right? Um, Yogi Berra. 90% 90% yeah. baseball. Yeah. Is that mental? A team like Furman's on a win streak. So they feel good about themselves. Remember we said about marginal utility, the first 200 guys, yes, they're elite. You can't mess with them. But 201 to 1,000, they're all the same. So Furman's and, work hard. They have a gym. They have a weight room. Yeah. And remember, there's been one 16 seed that's beat one one seed. Right. Okay. This is the only time I use seeds in this because I, I think every team is good in this tournament. Right. Virginia was the one seed that lost to a 16 seed. Right. Why? Because of this style of play, and they can't right. score the ball. So I'm not saying Furman's going to win the game outright. I'm not saying that at all. I still th- I think this game is coming down to the last minute, and Furman's going to be in it. 
within two or three points in the last minute of the game. And I think they're going to cover. So. Right, big time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like the, the, the coach. He's real young, young guy, ambitious. Um, he's got a winning record every year he's been at this place. The team's getting yep. better. So this is big shot here. Exactly. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Uh, Utah State against Missouri. Uh, this one, I use a little return to the mean, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Utah State because the Mountain West now, they've gone 0-5. So Nevada was in the Mountain West. They lost last night. Big game for the Mountain West. Uh, big game for the commissioner, people in the Mountain West. Utah State alumni, they have a lot of money to yeah. uh, have some cash for the rest so they can get the call they need <laughs> to tip the stove in a game that's uh, basically a pick em. But I like uh, Utah State. I, I've seen both teams play. I see Missouri. Missouri is one of those teams, right? Uh, you'll see a lot of them in the tournament now. Great athletes. You saw yes. like that with Charlie Dickerson. Great athletes uh, who can't shoot. Yep, yep. But they can get hot like Charlie Dickerson got hot. And it's game over because they're such great athletes and play such great defense. The game is over when they're hot from three. If they're not hot from three, you got a chance. And uh, Utah State has the athletes to kind of negate all that stuff because if you're hot from three, they'll they'll shut your three down. And then you're going to have to post up. So those cold spells and then uh, Utah State being athletic and being able to shoot. Utah State's a better basketball team. Yeah. Missouri has better athletes. Yeah. This situation, I just like a return to it means some luck to turn the other way. Utah State in a money line, and then the total on that, I like it under 154. That's a lot of points for teams playing in a new gym, new place. Backdrop research, the backdrop on that is bad. That's why we went for the younger. <laughs> what do you think, Scott? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, Missouri, as you said, can go is really athletic, can really run can really jump, but they go through stretches and games where they don't score either. And that, and they don't shoot the ball very well. Right. Those teams scam me a lot in the, in the NCAA tournament where it's a one and done type of atmosphere. Right. So during the season, okay, you lost the game because they didn't shoot well, you get it the next game. In this situation, you don't have a next game to get it. So the longer Missouri goes cold shooting the ball, the tighter they will get and the coach will just slow the game down tremendously. Right. So and that's to Utah State's benefit for sure. So nobody's picking Utah State except here. I'm picking Utah State too. I like Utah State. I think Missouri's going to not shoot the ball very well. Right. And, and, and I bet you, literally, that most people picking Utah State, running their mouth Utah State about uh, TV against Utah State, none of them have seen them play. No, not at all. They just got not. this contract to be on TV, right? If, if we lose, guess what? Scott and I are working today, right? watching the games on our phone and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. We, we only get whatever benefit if we win consistently. If right. I hadn't won during football season, college football season, during the playoffs, <laughs> and during the regular season, I couldn't be sitting here. I would be looking at some charts right now. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Calling somebody for new business. Right. Yeah. Uh, this game has a lot going on. You know, after this game, I'll run through them and then we'll get to the to the 
the ties, right? So from some folks that are messaging me, they want they want the uh, the gamification of this. They want to know <laughs> what is the consensus pick. <laughs> okay. And some people wait for us to have some sort of slump or go five and seven, and then whatever we post the next day, they parlay, which is would have worked for them. <laughs> it would have worked for them last Friday to Saturday, right? Friday we go five and seven. And then Saturday we go. Saturday we go five and two. Don't like parlays. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. They're not good. Stay away from parlay. Bet each game individually, especially unless you have a free. Unless you have a free entry with the, to pick a parlay, then that's a different story. But yeah, and, and yeah, still, that's why it's free, right? Yeah, it's why it's free. Nobody does it. This game has a lot going on. I had, I said it on the podcast. I had my friend. Really good friend of mine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. African Americans who prescribe to different cultures. So, my friend is very militant, Malcolm X, uh, Louis Farrakhan, friend of mine. Uh, and he's like, Howard, I can never pick Howard. See, that's why you never pick with emotions. It's like, I can never pick Howard because Howard is a historically black college. Name after a white man, Howard. <laughs> like, all right, man. Yeah. So, but they're playing Kansas. And forever Kansas tattooed in my brain. I'm married, nothing happened. But when I made the hundred grand in uh, Vegas betting the games, uh, my friend Victor and I were approached by these two hot girls. And it's just a, not approach. They saw us catching tickets. Right, so this benefits the cash. So it's all catching a bunch of tickets. Like, man, that's a bunch of tickets you cash. Yeah, because we're big in the NCAA. We're down to the last four games. We're like eleven and one. <laughs> we catch eleven tickets, and we're getting you know. Uh, at that point, we're getting um, free free drink tickets for everyone. So the, we're we decided to collaborate. Right, this is all about collaboration. So we're collaborating with the hot chicks for the next four picks. And one of them was Kansas. And these girls know more about sports betting than Scott and I or anybody will ever know. <laughs> they, they were just catching NBA tickets like no tomorrow. It, I didn't do like now I didn't do NBA at that point. So we were giving them advice for college. They were giving us advice for the NBA and we were banking. Right. And she goes, you know what, Kansas, no way I can bet Kansas because Bill Suff never covers. <laughs> he never covers in the NCAA because all he cares about what is a big 12 regular season title. He's even paying for the rings now because he has so much money. You, you know, he won his 14th or 15th big 12 regular season title, then schedules a surgery for the conference tournament. He's not even recovered from the surgery yet. He doesn't care about this. He won the national title last year. Big opportunity for Howard. Yeah. Historically black college during the George Floyd era to get some calls. Yeah. Right? Ooh, charging Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Plus, oh, I agree with you a thousand percent on the Bill Self side. Um he's not he he coached at practice the last two days. Okay. Right. And then he didn't meet the media yesterday. He didn't do any of that stuff because he's looking for rest. So here's the deal. When coaches are not 100%, the last thing they want to do is be sitting on a sideline in an arena packed with people right? coaching a basketball game. 
the right. last thing he wants to do. Right. He's got two stents put in, I want to say Friday, right. last Friday. He's less than a week from that. So he, he said, supposedly the assistant said he was on his play as a practice yesterday. I, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's not a good thing. So the thing is. In, in his right mind. In, in, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Cal Perry, because they talk about Cal Perry. Cal Perry has a very tight system in his yes. coach. So yep. Cal Perry comes in there screaming at everybody, yelling at everybody. It's just because he wants to up the mood. But half the time, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's not right. coaching the team. Yes. <laughs> and so, now this guy just coming off a of major surgery, stints, all the drugs, all the prescription. He, he's on morphine, right? He has to be on morphine, some yeah. sort of drug in there to, just for him to go to practice and start screaming at people, which so is because that's what got him in trouble in the first place. Yeah. So, so he drove to the, he drove to the site of the, the game. He didn't go with the team. He, yeah. he, the team went ahead of him. He, him and his family drove there. Right. Red flag number one. Right. Okay. I understand why he did it, why he had to do it. I get it. I, I coached for 30 years. I get, I get why you had to do it. Right. Red flag number one. Red flag number two is, is that you're in practice. The first day, you hardly communicated with your team. You were just basically right. there in presence, not right. in coaching. Right. Yesterday, he's yelling at his players getting on his team, but he doesn't go to the press conference after because he needs to get his rest. Right. The guy's right. dead tired. So what's going to happen today? Drugs are wearing off, right? He, yeah. Something. The drugs are wearing off because he was at practice, which the doctor would slap him if you saw him screaming because he has high blood pressure. But right. since put in, the last thing you could do is get upset. He should be sedated at home, quiet. So my, very capable assistants. His assistants are just as good coaches he is. Yeah. So my, my thing is, is if Kansas is up by a lot, he won't coach the second half. He, he'll be in the locker room or go back to the hotel, I think. If he knows that Kansas has the game, they're up by 30 points, stuff like that. That's why I think they might be up by 25 at halftime, and then Howard's going to play a really good second half and lose by 12, 13, somewhere in there. Right. So, so I like Howard definitely with all those points. Right. On a, a – Kind of like a backdoor cover, but really not. Really not. They're going to play really well in the second half. So that, that's where I am with the game. I, I completely agree with you guys. I, I think that this is a mistake for him to coach at all in the tournament, never mind one game at all. And I think it's going to go under because I think Kansas will do the Philadelphia Eagles style where they just try to take time off the clock. Right. That's and, what they do. That's his philosophy. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what they got to do. So, so I, I'm in a thousand percent agreement with you, with the consensus. Howard and Anda. Yeah. And that's and that's classic high level betting on these games. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. So the rest of the first round, which is today, this is why these are for me. I think Scott agrees. I think we talked about it. these are the most exciting four days. It certainly sports. is. No doubt about it. No okay. doubt about it. All these teams are good, believe me. Even Charleston. Uh, San Diego State minus five and a half, and I bet double under 142. That's a way high number for San Diego State games. That's that's as we talked about Vegas putting stock in Charleston scoring 80 points in this game. This being an 85-81 type of game or something. 
Not going to happen. I remember that Dutcher, Coach Dutcher, was the guy who scouted Kawhi Leonard when he got beat at certain games. And uh, Kawhi Leonard was averaging like 12 points a game at high school. Right? 12 points a game, rebounds. And he's like, okay. Some people see a pile of wood. Some people see an antique chair. So Dutcher was like, okay, this is a, we can take this pile of wood and make it into an antique chair. So he goes from, you know, 12 points a game in high school, 10 rebounds, and they put him through the San Diego State system, and and he leaves after two years of college. One retro year, two years of college. So after three years, he becomes one of the greatest players in NBA history. <laughs> Quite later. Yeah. With a yep. couple of titles with a couple of teams. You know, uh, so these guys aren't as good as Kawhi Leonard, but they're good. And what they do is play defense, and they're nine and zero to the under. Hey, it's not my fault. The game goes under. <laughs> if you didn't bet it, uh, it it is not my fault. You can blame somebody else. Princeton, the Princeton offense, right? That's why they call it the Princeton offense. Uh, we got them plus fifteen. Yep. It's overrated Arizona team. Uh, under again, 155. I don't know how, how has the Princeton offense ever got over 155? No, and and the thing, the the one bet that I did put in almost right away when I saw this matchup come was Princeton first half line because I, I think Arizona is going to have major troubles in the first half with that Princeton offense, and and I think it's going to be a really close game at halftime, and it's going to stay close the entire game, but I think for the first half line. I like Princeton a lot. Let me look at this because I I, I told, you know, um, uh, Jason, right? And a lot of people are asking me for this, especially the NCAA. They're asking for what, where should I put my long shot $5? And I would put it on Princeton right now. Mm -hmm. Princeton started plus 920. So some people have been laying that lumber on Princeton. Yeah. Yeah. 5'10". Uh, where you put five bucks on Princeton money line because mm-hmm. this is this is what makes me predict Princeton on the money line. The fact that I've been watching Arizona all year long, right? Pac twelve, yeah, yeah. They're a jump shooting team going to a new arena, and that's been money for us for years. Right, exactly. It, like like Scott's saying, it's going to take a half. For them to get used to the backdrop, at least, at least. But I, I just strongly believe that Arizona has historically had problems in the tournament in the first round. Remember, Arizona, like three out of five years, went out in the first round. Right. Why? Because either a they're not they're not scouting enough of the the opponent, or b they're just saying, oh, we're a two seed. They're 15 seed. There's no way they're going to beat us. Right. You right. never look at seeds, first of all. Never look at seeds. Never. Second never. of all. I mean, absolutely. Never. We told you that. And I'll make sure I have it written up how to bet in the NCAA tournament. It'll be there as a document so people can read it. And then we'll go over it next year. But yeah. remember, bracketology means nothing. Exactly. Rankings mean nothing. Power exactly. rankings mean nothing. Seedings in the NCAA tournament mean absolutely nothing. Less than Less than nothing. To be honest, less than nothing. Well, everybody, you know, what, what do you what do you historically hear? 
Oh, 15 beat a two seed. That's an upset. It's not an upset. Yeah, yeah. Every team in this tournament is good and there for a reason. Right. Okay. The reason Rutgers isn't there because they weren't good enough to get there. Right. Okay. I heard that for, for three days. You know, every time I turn on TV, I'm, you know, I'm watching TV. All I heard is, you know, I was in that part of the country, right. Big Ten country for work. Um, all I heard is Rutgers got screwed. Rutgers got screwed. They should have been in. They, they weren't good enough to get there. Simple enough. Weren't good enough to get well, there. In the Big Ten, they get uh, all that high $50 million per school. And they were nine teams in the tournament last year. Only two made the Sweet 16 and both lost in the Sweet 16. And Purdue, their best team, loses to St. Peter's in the Sweet 16 last year. So, again, how good is Rutgers? <laughs> you know what I mean? They were, yeah. what, 500 in a Big Ten, right? That's why I'm betting against a lot of Big Ten teams to get. I'm too. I am too. I don't like. I don't like many of them at all. I do not. I'll give you a little foreshadowing. I do not like Purdue to get out of the first weekend. To be honest with you. No. no. I just don't. No. They'll, they'll win their first game, but when they they run up against Memphis, the Florida Atlantic, eh, ain't working. Right. <laughs> ain't it, working. The Memphis Florida Atlantic game. When they see Zach Eady, I mean, I, I know when I was in high school and I never got any kind of scholarship or anything. Uh, if I saw Zach Eady, I would not be intimidated. I'd take the ball right at him. Not at all. Go one way and then score a layup with my left hand on Zach Eady. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't think Zach Eady's that good. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I, I really don't. So, All right, so I like Auburn, right? So take Auburn minus – well, actually, I got Iowa. Money line over 152 because of style of play the way they are. Arkansas, Illinois, Arkansas minus two under 144. Yeah. Illinois is not, Illinois is just as good as Rutgers and Rutgers didn't make that. Oral Roberts. Now you got Charleston's 31 and three is fake. Oral Roberts' record is more real. And they've been good for a while. They have a good coach, they have a good fertile area for recruiting. So a fertile area for recruiting is that all the five stars, yeah, they're going to Kentucky, North Carolina, UCLA. But that 201 to 1,000 I'm talking about, that area, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, all that. Or Roberts area. Yeah, they Big got time. a lot of players. So I like them plus seven against Duke. Duke, again, it's overrated. They were in the Final Four last year. Last year, not this year. Uh, Texas minus 14 against Colgate. The coach has a lot to prove, and mm-hmm. Chad helped up on this because Chad loves these little teams. And he was he loved Colgate last year. He watches on ESPN Plus and Hulu the Colgate games. <laughs> so he reported that Colgate, even though they have the same record, same style, not the same team from last year. They have a bunch of freshmen. They're just in a league they dominate up there. That's your neck of the woods too, Colgate. It is. It is, and, and I agree with them 100%. They, they, A, are not the same team as last year because they lost some talent, and, B, they're, they're led by a lot of freshmen and a lot of underclassmen. But still, but still in that league, that is good enough for them right. to win it. And, they, and they, you know, they're in the tournament because they, they played really well in that league. Now they play in Texas, who's a big boy in this is a proving ground game for Colgate. 
this is definitely a proving ground game for that program this at this time. So the 14, right? Is because people like to bet upsets, random upsets. Yes. So Vegas is taking people on this uh Colgate plus 14 because uh, Texas maybe lacks a little coaching now that Coach Beard isn't there. Yeah. But the talent gap is huge. The, the coaching gap will see itself in the next few games for Texas, right? When they play a team with equal talent and a Hall of Fame coach, right? Yeah. They'll be yeah. in trouble. But in this situation, you know, young kids, a couple of lottery guys probably on Texas, uh, <laughs> look, look for them to cover the 14 points. Uh, no, li- listen, uh, I would love to see Colgate win the game. No doubt. Everybody would love to see Colgate win the game. But based on the body of work that Texas has had all year, what they went through early in the season was Chris Beard. And now and now they've recovered and they've they've got their foot on the ground and stuff like that. Look at the body of work. Look at the, the, the Big 12 tournament they just went through. Right. They just basically went through that without many problems. And they blew Kansas out. I know Kansas didn't have Bill Self. I know their best defender on their team had back spasms. He he was out for three quarters of the game. Right. Texas is really good. They're really good. And they're one of the few teams that I can see winning the title, the whole thing. There is a path there for them to win the whole thing. Will they? I don't know. But in this game, I think they, they will win by probably 20. Yes, the only problem they're going to have is they're going to have to pass the test. The interim coach is going to have to pass that test. Yes, no doubt. You know, Beard set set up the infrastructure there. However, when they need to make an in-game adjustment, that's why these coaches are there. They're there for in-game. Calipari is there where he watches the game. He sees the game plan, the assistance brought up. Mm -hmm. Everything that's going on. Yep. And there comes a time in the NCAA tournament or in playoffs or wherever he, where the coach needs to either call a strategic timeout to, to get, get his players rest. Right. Exactly. Adjustment or, Hey, we're going to run a play. We've run in practice, but we haven't run in a game all year. Let's call timeout and run that play. The head coach has to do that. Exactly. Exactly. And, and if he can do that, if he doesn't let the moment become too big, right. They'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. So they do have a lot of talent. Uh, Northwestern, Boise State, Doug Collins' kid. We went with Northwestern, minus one and a half. Uh, Chan and I have watched a lot of Boise State, and they suck. And also, <laughs> uh, they're there for political reasons because you have to have the Mountain West in there. Uh, they're taking betting too seriously, Scott. And uh, yeah, if I was watching, did, did you see, you listen to the podcast? Uh, I did. I listened to it. Uh, I was up until 1 a.m. Eastern here, so I got I got a chance to listen to it after I went on the show that yeah, I was I on. I did my so. Boise State story of the game I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> they, they win the game, and the fans were booing. <laughs> <laughs> they had the spread covered all game long. They just missed some free throws. This is the only Big Ten team that I really feel good about winning in the first round. Right. Is Northwestern. I think I think Chris Collins done an amazing job with them. Uh, defensively, they're really good. They're a top top seven, eight defensive team in this tournament. Um, 
you know, Boise State's going to be in over their heads, I think, in this game. So I like Northwestern to win. And Northwest has had a hard time. So that's why I think San Diego State is a really good pick, mm-hmm. uh, but not any of the other ones. Uh, lack of talent, man. That's why you have to watch these games, watch this team play. I watched yep. Kentucky win the title, the Ohio Valley, right? See, I know what conference they're in. I watched them play. Houston, Houston's in the conference uh, the school I graduated from, USF. I like Northern Kentucky to cover 19 points, uh, really because Houston's missing their point guard. So I watched, so I watched a lot of that American Athletic Conference, okay? Because I, 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 I like Houston. I really like Memphis yeah. a lot. I like what Penny Hardaway's doing there. But anyway, the thing about Houston that people have to realize, yes, they're number one seed. Yes, they're a, they're a top three or four team in the in the country all year long. Just look at the, their talent. It's, it's phenomenal. They can't score the basketball. They have trouble scoring the basketball. When you don't, can't score the basketball and you leave, leave these teams in, that you're – I don't know if they're a lot better than Northern Kentucky, but they're, they're better than Northern Kentucky talent-wise. Um, you leave that team in the game, and they're going to be confident in the game. I Houston will win, but it'll be by 8 to, to 11 points, I think. I can't see them winning by more than that. And Coach Sampson, uh, he's a smart guy. He wants to keep things under wraps. So I think this game where he's, he knows he has a clear advantage, he's going to let his kids run. He's going to let whoever is uh, the backup running the point, whoever it is, if he wants a big man to bring the ball up, whatever he is, he's going to do that in this game to set up the rest of the game to the tournament. Might not exactly. see him play the style again in the tournament. Exactly. He can run with because uh, Northern Kentucky is that type of team. With press, run, and they can't. You know, they have problems for it too. Yeah, yeah. I so he can shut him down. He feels he, if he's up by five, that he can he can say, "Okay, guys, let's go on Operation Lockdown. Don't let him score again for the, until the game's over." Yeah. So. And and the last thing I'll say cover nineteen points. That's too many points. And the last thing I'll say is that one twenty two. That's that's because they, everybody thinks Houston is the best defensive team in the country. That's the reason why it's at 122. Yeah, that's way too low. Way too low. Way too low. It's going to be a fast break game because this is the only game you can let his team – because you can only beat up your team so many times. So Samson, no doubt. No doubt. He wants them to play loose, first game of the tournament. He wants to get out there and run, play a running gun game because this is a team that can beat playing running gun and not play running gun the rest of the tournament. Yeah, no, no. that are covering in bad film, right? Because they're not going to run running gun ever again. All right, so for today, the last three games are Tennessee against Louisiana Lafayette. I like Lafayette by 10. You know my barn story. <laughs> we'll have a link to what I'm talking about. I have a link to the video that I'm talking about. But Barnes lost me 100000 well, actually a million dollars. It was a 16-team parlay, and that was a 16th game. <laughs> Good thing I hedged it, walked out with a hundred grand, but it would have been in the millions. But Barnes can do an inbounds play, so those little details have hurt him against Lafayette. As soon as, as soon as Rick Barnes sees that NCAA tournament game, he's like, "Uh oh, here we go again! I'm in trouble." He still has bad inbounds plays and stuff. He lost. He does. He does. He blew in the SEC tournament. He. He blew that team's chance to win it. They 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 should have won an SEC tournament, to be honest with you. 
Right. Because of their coaching, they, they didn't win it. <laughs> Hi, Rick. I'm looking at you. He's a great judge of talent, right? Not everybody can judge talent the way he can. No doubt. But no doubt. for whatever reason, he refuses to get a really good JC coach, high school guys in there who can diagram them, diagram him some good inbounds plays and some good right. out of bounds plays. Right. No doubt. Hey, he's the one making $5 million. I'm just making money betting against him. <laughs> All right, so this one we needed a tie break. I like Asheville to cover 18 points because of Cronin's style. Also, Bona uh, is hurt. And I got a feeling that he's going to rest Bona for the second round. He can do that. He has a deep bench. Uh, he wants to win the national title in an NBA kind of – Grind it out style. So that tells me under all day. We agreed on the under. Shad likes UCLA minus. The, uh, I got him an 18, a 17 and a half. What do you think, Scott? Speaking of first tie. I think that's a little bit too many points. I think UCLA, again, as we talked about with the Howard game, they right. could be up by 20 at halftime. And then as the second half goes on, it could stay around 20 and it could get down to say nine minutes left in the game. And Cronin will say, okay, let, let's, uh, we got this game. Let's focus on, you know, the next game, because I, I don't know if the other game is playing before them that they'll play in the next round. But I just see UCLA as the type of team that will not blow anybody out tremendously. Will kind of keep them on the edge of the game, but not quite in the game. Right. Uh, you know what I mean. And I think UCLA is going to win a bunch of these games by anywhere from 10 to 12 points. So, And I see that happening in this game. Again, Asheville's in the tournament. There's a reason they're in the tournament. They're a pretty good basketball team. I think they, they can shoot the ball a little bit. Uh, I think they can play a little bit of defense, and I think they can cause UCLA some problems. So I see Asheville covering the 17 and a half. Or 18, if you can get 18, that, that's even better. But 17 and a half, I, I think Asheville will cover that. And UCLA is going to win the game. People out there don't think I'm saying UCLA is going to lose the game because they're not going to lose the game. But they, they will not cover 17 and a half, I think. No, no. That's my thoughts. 100%, 100% agree. And then if you live in the past, you die in the past. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina, all those North Carolina schools, population <laughs> Right, so yeah. that second tier, they have a lot. There's a huge population now in North Carolina. People moving from the north, east, west to North Carolina. Uh, the Raleigh area, Duke, Durham, Raleigh area is like Silicon Valley. So there's a lot of money there, and there's a huge population there. So that means a lot of players for Asheville to be able to recruit and develop. To cover the 18 points, right? So we need right. a tie for the ne these next three. And the rest of the game's game two. You want to come back tomorrow and do them, or you want to knock them out on now? No, we can knock them out now. That's All fine. Right. I got time. Uh, Michigan State, USC, Izzo, and the shootings. It did not work out for us in the Big Ten tournament. He gets bounced out. Uh, Andy Etfield, really smart guy. Mm -hmm. He's independently wealthy. That's why I say that he, he ran a software company because independently wealthy does not have to work a day in his life anymore. So he's 30 years old. He doesn't know what to do. 
He marries Miss America because he has all this money. So he marries Miss America and becomes the shooting coach for Florida State and that coach they have there. I forget his name. Leonard Hamilton. From shooting coach F FSU as his retirement job, he becomes Florida Gulf Coast. They make it to the Sweet 16. Right? Ten years ago. It's been a decade. Right. So now he's at USC. He made it to the Elite Eight once. Mm -hmm. But he is as a CEO. So he really outsources his assistants, everything. He just chills. So I'm at a game without any notes or whatever. So he'll come in, give the, the coaches some of his thoughts and this and that. But I guess Izzo, after getting beat and Izzo's fuming, Izzo's going to have a, a Hall of Fame coach game plan for this. Uh, so that's why I like Michigan State minus the two points. Maybe want to go money line because it'll be a crazy game till the end. And under the 137. You heard the podcast too. You know why Chad Chad likes USC's talent in this one. But it's one of those, in my opinion, where good defense beats good offense. And again, jump shooting team, right? Uh, his specialty infield is teaching jump shots. So jump shooting team going across the country to Orlando or whatever, wherever they're at. There, I know they're across the country. Getting used to those those rims is gonna take a half by that time. Michigan State's up by 10, 15 points. And I see USC with a furious comeback in the second half and uh, Michigan State being able to hold on. What do you think? So Tom Izzo's been in this tournament 25 straight years. That's number one, okay? You, you, you don't get there 25 straight years and have all these final four runs and win the national championship, stuff like that. Unless you, you know what you, you don't know what you're doing. He knows what he's doing. They played abysmal against Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. Awful. And they lost by 10 to an Ohio State team that had a losing record. Okay? Tom Izzo does not want this season to end for his, for his team no. with two losses that were abysmal. I call that Ohio State loss abysmal because it certainly was. Scored 48 points in the game, lost 58-48. Should have won that game. They didn't. And I'm sure he's upset as a coach. You're too probably upset. You don't even coach that team, but you were probably upset at their body language and their intensity. Yep. No doubt. No you doubt. So, you know, Michigan State across our jersey, we have Ohio State beat. Right. So every coach that's quote unquote legendary, Shashevsky, yeah. Roy Williams, right. um, Tom Izzo, right. Jim right. Beheim, all these coaches usually do not play two bad games in a row. Michigan State is going to go down to Orlando with something to prove against USC and is going to beat them. I, I love Michigan State in this situation. I've already bet them. I bet them when it came out. Why? Because of the simple fact that Tom Izzo will not allow his team to play two abysmal games in a row. Right. I know it's been 10 days. I know all that stuff. I get that. That will stick in Tom Izzo's mind for, for probably two years right. as to how bad they played in that Big Ten tournament game. Right. So I love Michigan State in this situation. I just think they bounce back in a huge way. And the other thing you got to realize, Tom Izzo has been in the 7-10 game many, many times. 
he knows about this 7-10 game, how close this game is and what it takes in these games to pull them out. And I'm sure he's been working on that for 10 days now. So Michigan State and the under. Michigan State and the under. Because that's just yes. philosophy that Scott and I have been watching closely for the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah. He's watching Izzo. When Izzo was the assistant for Judd Heathcote. Right. And Izzo was doing all the coaching, Judd Heathcote and Magic Johnson and all that. <laughs> and all those days. Gotta love this Furman um, Virginia game. I told uh, when we're all in Vegas next year watching these games, I told Jason that a game like this, Furman Virginia, every time there's a shot clock violation, we all either slam our beer or take a shot. <laughs> we, got, we got the under 133, and there's no way that game's going 133, man. 19 to 10. In the middle of almost at the end of the second, say uh, close to the halftime. <laughs> it's, I'm not even watching. I'm assuming Virginia's winning 19 to 10, right? Correct. <laughs> One three pointer from covering, right? We'll get I'm sure. Uh, listen, you know how confident Josh was in this? He, he put that pick out on Twitter. I think Monday or early Tuesday. <laughs> That's how confident he was. It's it's crazy. It really. I'll take if it. you bet the over in this game, you should never bet again. Don't bet ever again. You should not be betting. You should not be betting. You should call. If you watch Virginia's last. Yeah, when they had the uh, gambling anonymous. Gambling anonymous. If you watch Virginia's last game in the ACC tournament, they scored forty nine points. Right. It was fifty nine forty nine. Duke. Right. Who's a really good offensive team now? Right now, right. scored fifty nine points. Furman gonna score fifty nine points? No, no chance, no chance, not even close. So, yeah, nineteen ten and half, almost a half. <laughs> that's that's for for people who can't add this twenty nine points in the first half. People, there ain't no way it's going over. What was it one thirty one or something? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Love it. Money in the bank. Yep. Uh, Kennesaw State Xavier. Uh, we agree on the under 151. We disagree on the side. Xavier's missing their point guard. So that's why I went Kennesaw State. What do you think, Scott? That's exactly why I, I would go Kennesaw State, too, because in this NCAA tournament, guards are really important. But if you're missing one of your two pieces of guards, you're going to have trouble in this NCAA tournament. For whatever reason, it's just it's just come to pass. Each and every time a, a one or a two guard has been out of the lineup. So Xavier has to break in their backup point guard. He has to be able to know every offense. Right. He has to be able to know where every player needs to get the ball on the floor. That takes a lot. You're putting a lot of pressure on, on a uh, 19, 20-year-old kid to, to do all that stuff. So for that respect, and I, I'm, you know, I saw Kennesaw State play, watched some some of their um, championship game in their conference. Um, I, I'm fairly impressed with what that coaching staff does with that Kennesaw State team. So I, I think that a Tron Miller's compromise. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm looking – this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a three- to five-point game either way. Um, 
but I like Kennesaw State with the points. Now, sure. you, you know, people say Josh, you're crazy. Josh, uh, you're full of conspiracy theories. Even though we'll put it on the podcast, but we look at the evidence, right? Evidence, There's one coming with corroboration and all this and that. You know, it, but when I say a coach is compromised, I could be, I don't know what if he belongs to a syndicate or what's going on. I just know that when they're heavy favorites, they don't cover. And when they're underdogs, they do cover. Because these coaches are good at what they especially like Tron Miller wins everywhere, right? Except he never gets to a final four. But he gets right to the final four and then loses right at the end. Uh, he goes to Xavier. Remember, he got Xavier in the final four. He couldn't get Arizona in the final four. Got Xavier in the final four mm-hmm. at underdogs. <laughs> How much yeah. money is he making for the people in my fictitious world that I'm in? Whatever. My mind could be completely uh, conspiratorial. Right, but Scott, the when you cash in tickets, that's real money you get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate to go back to it, but Virginia Furman is going to cash a ticket for for both of us. Number one, um, number two. You know, you could be, you could look at all the conspiracy theories you want. You can look at everything you want, but what what it comes down to is is what you see. Right, and what and what I see is a Xavier team missing a key piece right. going into the biggest part of their year. Right. You don't have time as a coach to be sitting down with a point guy and saying, okay, this is where the kid right. wants the ball. This is where you, this is our offense. You got to study the whole play. There's no time for that stuff yeah. this time of year. So to me, it's hugely important when you're missing your starting point guard against a team that is, widely not thought of as a team that's inferior to Xavier. That's not yeah. the case. It's not the case when you're missing a point guy. And that's so, why it's good to have the volume off and watch. Absolutely. Get Scott's coach, you know, and I've been watching this for so long. Uh, what is the culture? What's the relationship? Because what happens is with Xavier, yeah. it'll be interesting to see Xavier play. Uh, when the new point guard makes a mistake. Yeah. Does the starting forward throw the inbounds pass to another forward, and the yeah. other forward waves the the sorry guard off and says, "No, I'm going to take the ball down the court," and he starts the offense, right? And they won't pass it to to the new guy. What's yeah. the culture? What's the culture then? Because that wouldn't happen with Calipari. Calipari makes sure that the point guard gets the inbounds play in, or Izzo or whatever. Nobody's freelancing with those guys. Yeah. Other coaches, no Miller, you might see that. You might see the forward pass it to the other forward. He bring it down the court. Yep. You know what I, mean? I agree, and, and you got to realize this point guard is not going to play a be a hundred percent of right all the time. He's going to make some mistakes, and now it depends. You get down eight minutes left in the game. Kennesaw State's up by two. Right. You think this point guy's not feeling more pressure? <laughs> Come on, right? He, of course he is. Of course he is. So Kennesaw State's going. to they may even win this game. It would not shock me for them no, to win this not, game. Sean Miller involved? I'm not. I'm not going to go that way. You know what? What is the evidence you have on Sean Miller? Google Sean Miller FBI. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then, and then uh, Scott and I, as old as we are, you listen to a phone call. I'm mm-hmm. sure Scott the same way. You listen to a phone call. The way the person's tone is. Yes. The way they talk. The way they express themselves. The way they talk. Especially when he doesn't know he's being recorded, mm-hmm. tells you a lot about that person. 
I mean, no doubt. regardless of what they're accused no of doubt. or whatever, just their tone of voice, the way they approach people, what they're talking about. You learn a lot. So go ahead and you do Sean Miller, FBI recording. And then you would say, hey, in my profession, my lifetime, this person would be, I mean, you can't ask somebody forever. They, they're young. They need to work. But they wouldn't be doing the exact same job, the exact same responsibilities like Will, Will Wade, right? Will Wade gets hired at Mining State. He's immediately suspended for five games. <laughs> they hire him and he's immediately suspended because what? McNeese State did not need the research. McNeese State, the athletic director, that's why you cannot make assumptions and you got to see with your own eyes, right? You don't think these Vegas numbers are legit at all. You got to do your own number. Like this Furman, uh, Virginia, that game was a legit net. And Furman's coming back. Furman's about to, the one three-pointer for taking the lead. <laughs> Let's go, Furman. Uh, and, and, and what did we just say? What would we say when we talked about the game? Virginia has trouble scoring the basketball sometimes. Sure enough, here you go. And the question was, was you going to have problems against Furman, which technically is inferior? But we don't know if you hustle. Uh, to to a one through a thousand. If you hustle, you're fine. Exactly, exactly. So from there, uh, controversial game because these so-called experts who I bet you haven't seen Santa Barbara play. I've seen Santa Barbara play the six times. Right, I made a lot of money on Santa Barbara games. Uh, they're not covering Baylor minus ten. In the under 143 and a half. I might have waffled on that, but now thinking about it, I don't think they can cover. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, um, I haven't seen Santa Barbara play too much either, so I can't really get into them. But uh, but I can say I, I think they're going to cover. I saw them play about five minutes in, in the uh, <coughs> late in the regular season. So I'm not going to venture a guess on this, but I, I'm going to say that who are they playing? Baylor, Baylor Bears. He could cover because of Baylor. I've seen Baylor play a lot. I, I think Baylor can can play really well early in this tournament. They're they're a type of team that the more notoriety you get, the worse they play. Right. That sleeping team that hasn't gotten a lot of talk. Yeah. So I, I could see Baylor. Well, I have no title though, but that was that was a- yeah, that was that was different circumstances with you know, with a different team. Yeah, that team yeah. was, was extremely good, extremely good. Better than any Baylor team I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I've watched them for a number of years. I just think the coaching pedigree in this in this contest will probably set Baylor apart from Santa Barbara. So right. I like Baylor in this situation. I, I, I think watching a lot more Baylor than I have Santa Barbara. I know Santa Barbara is good in the West Coast, so I would defer to you on Santa Barbara, but in terms of Baylor, yeah, they're, they're, they're really they're, good. As far as what we consider good, they're not good. But they have a good coach-style play. Yeah. Effort, enthusiasm could get plus 10. So this is a classic game that we're kind of waffling on, need a tiebreaker on. You don't bet. You just let it go. <laughs> we're betting almost every game. I'm betting every game. But that one, uh, I believe I haven't bet it. I'd let that go. Other than the under 144. <laughs> I like the under 144 because yeah. I think Santa Barbara play, and they play really good defense, and they're athletic. So then I let this game get out of control. Again, here's here's, a, here's another team that, that will go stretches scoring two points right. in, in a game. 
in Baylor, not Santa Barbara, in Baylor. So yeah, the I, I love the under in this situation, and I, I would lean slight toward Baylor in this in this pick. So people are like upset alert. Believe me, it's not an upset. None of these games are upset. None of these games are upset. And if we pick the dog in this game, definitely not an upset. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean. The 64 teams now because four are out because they played Thursday. I mean, they played Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, I, I get that. Automatic qualifies and that large bids. Everybody looks at them and say, oh, they automatic qualified from the uh, Patriot League. Right. They're, they're not that good. They are good. They are good. <laughs> they are good. They, they're non-conference. They did play one or two teams in the non-conference that were really good. Right. And a lot of these teams performed really well in that. So – yeah, and it was November. I get it and everything, but come on. 64 teams, all 64 are good. All 64 are good. Yeah. Because uh, you look at it, right, there's probably, I would say, in the world, there's 100 million basketball players between the ages of 18 to 26. Yep. 100 million. And these are the top, probably pretty much you could say the top, Thousand fifteen hundred guys, right? <laughs> right. Between the, the age group, that means they're really, really good. Right. So love it, love Furman covering that spread. Uh, almost took the lead there. Uh, VCU plus four, VCU money line over one twenty two against St. Mary's. You asked me about St. Mary's, and what I told you was that they're good if it's a half-court game, but if a team press, they're done. So I like this game a lot, VCU plus four money line, because that's all VCU does is press it over the, the 122. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I'm in agreement. I love VCU. I think they played really well in the tournament, in their A-10 tournament. I, I think they're the type of team that can give St. Mary's big-time problems, and if they're uh, Mahini, their star, um, is neutralized by VCU. I, I don't think St. Mary's has stands much, much of a shot to win this game. So and they have a Hall of Fame coach, uh, Randy, Randy, Randy Bennett. Yeah, they do. They he do. Really, but he really created that Gonzaga style. You say Gonzaga, he coaches for because what he did is in the same conference, he really recruits hard, uh, Western Europe and Australia yep. because he knows he's not going to compete against UCLA or against whoever, Virginia, whoever. For, for talent in the U.S., he says, okay, let me get the best foreign players, right? That's where your Patty Mills comes in, you know, people like that that play for St. Mary's that went out to play in the NBA. Patty Mills is from Australia. So he gets the best players from overseas. Now he's fighting with Gonzaga, but that's where those players come from. Uh, but he, he's very stringent about his half-court game. Yeah. Flip it. He'll try a fast break for five, ten minutes of this game. That's why I see it going over before Randy Bennett turns into Randy Bennett and then starts playing slow down. Against VCU, VCU had better athletes. But I saw BYU come back against St. Mary's. So yeah, yeah. We had that on the other podcast. Okay, so we go Marquette minus 11 against Vermont. They're up there in your neck of the woods. Under 144. Uh we didn't do the Iowa State game. We got to see who they're going to play. We go Creighton minus five and a half. Yeah. Oh, NC State plus five and a half under 148. ACC, your territory. 
We go mm-hmm. UConn minus eight over 143. Then we'll go yeah. three games at a time until we're done. Okay. I'll go find out who Iowa State's playing. Um, in terms of – we'll start backwards and, and go forward. In terms of the UConn-Iona game, I love UConn in this situation. He has only – you only need to know one reason why. Patino's leaving for St. John's after the, after the game. Right. So in that case, his – Focus, total focus is not on the Iona UConn game. It's on, okay, when I get to St. John's, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to recruit, I got to, I got to, you know, my assistant coaches, I got to get them set. So his focus is not totally on this game. And I think UConn is good enough to take advantage of that. And I, I think UConn's going to win by 12 to 15. There's no doubt about it. Creighton, I've, I've been impressed with Creighton all year long. Okay. I just think that Creighton is the type of team that could give NC State <clears throat> some problems. I think the style of their play, I think the conference that they play in, I think NC State's been kind of that, you know, that mid mid type of team in the in the in their conference that, you know, will disappear at times, will play well at times. <clears throat> Excuse me, and will. Uh, so I don't know what NC State team you're going to get in this game. So I like Creighton. Creighton's been more consistent than NC State. I like that going into tournament time is consistency in a team. So I like Creighton a lot in this game. Um, and who was what was the last game? Who's Purdue playing? Texas Southern is that who they're playing? Uh, whoever Purdue is playing, we're we're betting the opposite. Iowa State I like a lot. Pitt I have no confidence in. No, they they, they struggled down the stretch of the season. Yeah, they. They should probably – should they be there? That's debatable, right. but they're there. And Iowa State in that Big 12 conference, which is – which I think was the best conference in the state – in the uh, in the country this year. Right. Um, I love Iowa State. They beat Kansas this year. They played really well consistently. Again, another team consistency. So I like Iowa State a lot. I like their 131. I do like under 131. I don't, I don't think it's going to it's gonna blow out. But I, I think Iowa State will win this game by probably 8 to 10, I'd say. Okay. So Purdue lucked out and got Furley Dickinson. <laughs> Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, well, they lost last year against uh, St. Peter's. So you don't want to repeat yeah. that. It's- no. Minus 23. So Purdue minus 23 against Fairleigh Dickerson. Uh, I don't think Fairleigh Dickerson can shoot the way they shot. They were so lights out uh, the first four games. Yeah. Yeah, but this is Purdue and this is Zach Eady. I know we just talked about him earlier, but. Once, once he plays legit competition next round against Memphis. See, I think that's not good for Purdue. No, no. The, I, I, as I said, I think Purdue's out the first weekend, and I think Memphis or, or Florida Atlantic it's does that. Like Josh, they're in a Big Ten. I mean, they don't play anybody. Their two Big Ten games in the tournament were against teams that were playing from the first day. I mean, it should be not illegal, but it should be against the rules to have a, a triple buy. So another oh, no doubt. Three games in three nights, and you play them. That's not a legitimate game. You're arrested. You're playing, and then and then the championship game they played Penn State, and Penn State was what five games in five nights. 
Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. Retired team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. They gotta have problems against Memphis because Memphis is gonna be fired up. They have a lot of athletes, and they're gonna not gonna be intimidated by Purdue at all. But that's the mm-hmm. next, round. and that's the thing too, Scott. These first two days, even though we're gonna make a lot of money, these first two days. They're set up for Saturday and Friday because we would have watched both teams play. We would have seen them, and that means we're going to kill it on Saturday. I'll yeah. Podcast early Saturday. If you want. Yeah, I'll be on. I can be on. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a lot of money. It's going to be Saturday and Sunday. That's a lot of money. We'll just yeah. games, bam, 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 and make us and you a crap load of money. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. Are you working this weekend? Yes, sort of. Uh, making money off these games. Uh, next three games will be NC State plus five and a half under 148. UConn, we talked about them, minus eight over 143. Purdue, minus 23 under 131. Yeah. Kentucky. So you got to watch Scott and I with Kentucky. We're big Calipari fans, but we're big Coach Cooley fans too. So, yeah, I am. I am. Uh, Providence. So in Providence, they are underdog. That's exactly where they want to be. Right. They, uh, if you've watched Providence in the recent past, the last three or four years, when they've been counted out, that's when they play their best. And their best player transferred from Kentucky, Bryce Ooh. Hopkins. Ooh. So to me, Bryce Hopkins has a little chip on his shoulder because he wants to beat Kentucky in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So for that, re- I'm going to take Kentucky, but I would not be shocked if Providence wins the game, okay. to be honest with you. I don't know if they win the game. It's going to be tough for them yep. to win the game because uh, where the game's at. Yep. Uh, Kentucky I- fans are traveling. That means the refs are paid off. <laughs> Oh, no doubt. No, no Providence no. has to beat uh, Hall of Fame coach. They pretty much have Hall of Fame coach, too. Yep. Uh, a bunch of NBA lottery picks. Coach, you know, Calipari. And then they have to beat the referees, too. And it's going to be basically a home game for Kentucky because yeah. of the travel. Yep. 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 So it's gonna be, it is going to yeah, – I can see them covering, but it's going to be hard for them to win. I'm not saying they can't. But they have a lot of obstacles. I think what this game is going to be is, is like a 68-62 game. Right. I, that's what I see. Because I don't think Kentucky – totally I would have Hopkins with the FBI. <laughs> the front saying, okay, yeah, that's that, that's uh, Mr. Fixer over there from the Kentucky alumni. Watch him. Watch him. <laughs> Get him away from the refs. <laughs> the <little> state <laughs> operation before the game. <laughs> What are you saying, Scott? I'm sorry for really interrupting. No, 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 that's all right. Um, I just think that Providence, the MO for Providence is they get down by 15 to 20 points, and then they make a furious comeback. If you saw the Big East tournament, it's exactly what happened. They got down big to, I think, UConn they played, and then they came back, made a furious comeback. And I can see that happening in this game, Kentucky up by 12 to 15, and then Providence coming back and and – if you bet Kentucky, making people sweat, 
Right. But in the end, I think Kentucky covers the covers the spread and moves on. Yeah. Because I think Calipari has that experience. Because yeah. that's the first game last year in St. Peter's of all people. Yeah. Miami. I got Miami going for it. This game, you almost want to bet double on because um, Miami has a Hall of Fame coach. He, he took George Mason to the Final Four, John Laranaga. Uh, and yep. Drake doesn't have any talent. I watched Drake in nauseam because of Chad. Chad's a big Drake guy. Uh, you know, the Ohio uh, Arch Madness. Yep. You know, Arch Madness always the first tournament out. And they have, I, I'll give them credit for working hard, having a lot of hustle. You know what I mean? But I guess Miami, that talent. Uh, first round of the NCAA, it's Hall of Fame coach. I like the under 147. I was like, whoa. Chad was like, 147. <laughs> Drake played slow down from the get go. Like, they're so, like 60 to 46. <laughs> so, so I've watched Miami a lot. And here's here's what, what I could tell you as to why this is 147. <laughs> Miami likes to play a lot of 93, 85 games. So I think what Vegas is doing is basically saying, okay, Miami's going to score 80 to 90 points. All Drake's got to do is get 60 and, and we hit the uh, over under. Not going to happen. Yeah. Miami, their leading rebounder, is either going to play on a bad ankle or is not going to play at all. Against Duke, when he went out, Duke out-rebounded Miami by 16 or 17 rebounds. Okay. Does Miami have talent? Yes. They probably have a top five backcourt in terms yeah. of guys in the tournament. That's what wins you games. So when you say at the beginning of, of talking about this game that you have Miami going deep, I do as well because I think guards in the NCAA tournament play. Right. I agree with you on Drake. I don't see it. Everybody's picking this Drake, going to beat Miami. You know, a lot of people are picking the upset. I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't think Drake has enough to compete with Miami's talent. There's a reason Miami was a, was near the top of the ACC standings all year long is because they have talent across the board and they have a coach that's a veteran coach that's gotten in the NCAAs and has done damage. And I think he's going to again this year. I love Miami this year. I just love them getting to the sweet 16 this year. So. Right, and Coach Larinaga, his son coaches in the NBA. Uh, yep. When they have a team that's good like that, they put on all the stuff. So you look at a Hall of Fame coach, you're saying they're running gun. Again, it's going to be what we talked about. A really good coach, if they have a really good running run, running gun team, first game of the tournament, especially against a slowdown team, they're going to play slowdown. Because they know at some point, yep. later on against a good team, they're going to have to win playing slowdown. No, and no. They don't want to give their current film on their running gun. If you're saying this one guy's hurt, so okay, we're going to run again this different way. They don't want to give film their second round opponent. It's, you know, against Drake, you know, Drake does not have the talent. So plus two and a half, that's crazy. They do not. Yep. Miami giving it twice double, right? Again, a game, if you haven't watched a team play, don't bet. I watched Grand Canyon play. I followed Grand Canyon's program. I understand their majority Mormon school. What is the religion that has the most money per capita? 
the Mormons, right? That's why Mitt Mormons. Romney gets in there. Mormon guy, they pay for him to get in there. Uh, yeah, presidential candidate, you see him in the news all the time. It's a lot of money, right? And they love paying off for us. It's religious to see. <laughs> Must not be against the religious canon of the Mormons to pay off the rest. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. They got talent. This is the NIL. They're in Arizona, Grand Canyon, right? Uh, what's a big state monumental park the school is next to right they're named grandkids <laughs> so you could you if you knew nothing about this school and if somebody said to you where's grand canyon university located if you don't say arizona that's not the first state that comes to your mind there's something seriously wrong with you because exactly. you need yeah you need to check definitely don't yeah, yeah. Do that, right? call 1-800-GAMBLER because you should <laughs> Josh has the number ready just in case. Right. My wife's a psychotherapist. She's like 300 bucks an hour. But yeah, uh, but we give you for free uh, what we know about mental health. Uh, <laughs> under 157, for sure, Grand Canyon can play. Gonzaga has bigger fish. Gonzaga. I like calling Gonzaga because, you know. But Gonzaga is yeah. a when I'm with their fans at the Sweet 16, right, and they're buying me a beer, it's Gonzaga, because that's what they're going to be called. Uh, and I'm buying them a beer, trade off. Good fans, man. I had a good time at NCAA tournament with a good fan. Uh, under 157 plus 16. What do you think, Scott? And then we'll go with the last three. That's four. Right? Oh, last four. So I, I – I love Gonzaga to win this game, no doubt about it. I don't like them to cover the spread. It doesn't matter how much scout you so it doesn't matter how much scout you've gone over. When the players look and see Grand Canyon, they're like, who the heck are they? Right. <laughs> what, what the heck? We're playing Grand Canyon. I guarantee you the players will take this game lightly right. because of the name of the school. And you know what? Grand Canyon can take advantage of it, and they will take advantage of it, and they'll cover these 16 points. Everybody will look at it and say, oh, Gonzaga's going out early. They only beat Grand Canyon by 10 points. That's not that's not necessarily the case because, as everybody knows, there is a, a time where players take another team lightly, and this is the team that Gonzaga will take lightly. And then, and then they'll get ripped by Mark Few through the next two days, and you'll see a different Gonzaga team come out uh, Sunday. Sure. So, I love Grand, I love Grand Canyon in this spot. You know, everybody that's listening to us is probably saying, "Really, Grand Canyon is going to come?" No, they're not winning the game; they're covering the game. Right. So, that's my that's my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Schools like this give bigger schools problems, and and this is this is why. Here you go. So and Friday night, that's why you got to plan things. We all have families, we all have things that pop up. Even though I had the yeah. day cleared, something happens to my client emergency, you have to have to take care of it. Uh, but Friday night, you got to plan. Friday night's going to be hot. Uh, Providence, Kentucky is going to be really good. Uh, yep. Gonzaga, Grand Canyon, believe it or not, it's going to be interesting up and yeah. down. <laughs> because they have, transfers. they have guys. You know, who killed two people when they were 17, judged as a minor, so they get juvie for a year, they're out. They can't go to any big school. 
but they have talent. So they, they go to Grand Canyon. They give him therapy. They clean him up. They make sure he exactly. never has any weapons. <laughs> so middle detector exactly. at the jail, right? And they make sure he's on the up and up. And he, he's a legit player right now for Grand Canyon, right? So that's yeah. how these games yeah. get close. And exactly. Florida Atlantic Memphis is going to be a hot game. Whoever wins this game might even beat Purdue. Will cover yeah. Purdue. I like Memphis on the money line, but Florida Atlantic getting screwed. So is Memphis getting screwed. Florida Atlantic's a legit whatever, 33-3. and three. I've seen them play. That's the thing. We've seen yeah. people play. Don't bet unless you see people play. Right? Right. Or else, if you want to bet a game and you haven't seen the other team play and you want to put some money down and you haven't researched or read an article about them, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> it's not an investment. You're gambling at this point. Right? And you need to have the highest and best use of your time. Be adult. Be responsible. We all have responsibilities, right? Do your research. Right. What, what do you think, Scott? I love Memphis. Uh, Memphis won that tournament, their conference tournament. They deserve to win it. Right. Okay. Everybody says, all oh, Sasser was out for Houston. There's no, no, Memphis deserved to win that tournament. Okay. They, they would have beat them with Sasser. I mean, they had like. Absolutely. No like, doubt about it. Yeah. They have two kids on their team, David, Kendrick Davis. And DeAndre Williams, studs, absolute studs, okay? If you sl slow one down, the other one's going to go off. If you slow both down, Memphis has the ability to put to have somebody else go off. They're an eight seed. I'll tell this is the only time I'm talking about seeds. They're an eight seed. They're an underseeded team. They should, they're more like a four or five seed in yeah. my mind. That's oh, yeah. how good they are. Exactly. That's how good they are, okay? Right. I'm, I'm, Memphis on the, I agree with with Chad and Josh 100% on this. Memphis on the money line, the game is the game is going to go under. Yeah. The game's yeah, the game is going to go under. And I think Memphis is going to win by 15 points. I really do. I Florida Atlantic a good basketball. Yeah, Florida Atlantic is a good basketball team, right. but they have not seen a Memphis, they have not seen a team like Memphis. And Memphis is just really too good. Yeah, they both won title games. So they both Yeah. Can shut you down on you don't go 33 and three at the level of competition absolutely without no question about it in play you see the level of athletes they have at florida atlantic uh and again people are like okay where's florida atlantic i've been on that campus it's right next to the pacific not the pacific the atlantic ocean yeah book of return I, I will go so far as to say this if florida atlantic was playing almost anybody else in this tournament i'd be on florida atlantic big yeah. time Big time. They're a classic but team because Memphis. Usually. Yeah. Except they're yeah. against Memphis. And then people don't understand this, right? And did a podcast with uh, Tom Getty. It's like, who's Tom Getty? Tom Getty uh, was one of the original founders of EA Sports. So he knows there, he knows Tiger Woods, he knows Magic Johnson. It was a great podcast I had him with, but he shocked me. He gave me news, breaking news. Uh, Penny Hardaway, you talking about him? Penny Hardaway is a, is a billionaire. He did really good investments. He did this and that. So his retirement job is here at Memphis, and yep. he's using a billion dollars wisely, and not with NIL. Uh, Larry Brown, for health reasons, has to stay at home. So Penny Hardaway set up 
a surveillance system at practice. So you go to Larry Brown's house, all he's watching are the Memphis players at the dorm rooms, at practice. He, he gets filmed <laughs> for the next game and his thoughts and his notes for the next game. So believe me, Larry Brown, that 20-point lead in the championship against Houston had Larry Brown written all over. So Larry Brown, yes. he's in his 80s. His mind's still right. He's just whatever. But he, yeah. he probably knows more about Memphis than he, if he was out that game. Because with technology these days, he's got a 75-inch TV and his rig, Penny Hardaway rig, it's all on Memphis <laughs> all the time. So he can take notes. He's taking notes. Uh, right. right. And that leads us to Purdue, right, where that Larry Brown game plan against Purdue is going to be really good. He's in the States, whatever. Until that man dies, he will know more basketball than any of us will ever know. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I agree. Montana State, man. Watch out for Montana State. Uh, what I call a rec ball team. They pass it around. Bunch of white guys in the suburbs passing the ball around, doctors, lawyers. <laughs> but man, they're deadly from three. I like it over 139. Uh, Kansas State wants to probably speed them up to their chagrin. So I like uh, Montana State plus the eight and a half. These games Friday night, they let they left the best for last. These games Friday night, all of them are gonna be hot. Uh, I like Montana State plus the eight and a half. Over 139, Kent State, Ohio State, right off the bat, Scott was going Kent State. Kent State plus the four points, plus four and a half. Under 140 against overrated. In a, I remember Pat Carruthers. Pat Carruthers played for Florida State, and they were playing Pat Dye and Auburn. I think Auburn had like Bo Jackson back in the day. And Pat Dye said, yeah. Pat Carruthers is the worst player who's supposed to be good I've ever seen. We're going to run at him. Instead of running away from him, we're going to run right at him. And we're going to send our running back right at him. We're going to throw it to our running back. <laughs> uh, I feel this way about uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis is the worst player that's supposed to be good that I've seen in a while. But And I'll give you another. PR machine, right? Go ahead. Yeah. I'll give you another added thing to this Kent State team that, that makes me big on Kent State in a minute. But Montana State, Kansas State. Kansas State's not as good as people think, right. okay? If Montana State gets on a roll hitting from the perimeter, it's going to be a long night for Kansas State. Yeah, it's going to be light time. So everybody's sleeping on Montana State, but I like them a lot, okay? Kent State against Indiana. Remember when Calvin Sampson was in Indiana? And he went through all that trouble. The guy that was the fall guy for that is the head coach at Kent State. Oh. You want to talk about theories? Here's a theory. This guy will blow the doors off Indiana because he was wrongfully accused and took the fall for Calvin Sampson. Nothing against Calvin Sampson, but the university basically said, you're the reason why this happened. You're out. And you'll never get another head coaching job again. Well, guess what? He showed up at Kent State. Guess who Kent State plays in the first round? Indiana. Indiana. I am totally on Kent State in this game. I think they win this game outright against Indiana. And I agree with you. Davis Price, the worst. The worst. I don't know why they're jacking him up to be right. be all that. Because right. it's not. But it, I it, like the under. Yeah, I, feel and I love Kent State. 
any person that I feel that I can get in shape and guard on the street <laughs> cannot be right. <laughs> and, and you know, and and the other thing, if you're not into research or betting, you right. would never know that the Kent State guy took the fall in Indiana, but he did. Right. So right. you reminded me of that now. When you said Kent State, I have been, I have, and I continue to work with you for the last two years and a half. I, based on what Scott said blindly, right, bet Kent State because I knew Scott yeah. had done his research. Right. So, I, yep. know he's so I know he knows what he's talking about. And, and, and that's a key point. Right. Uh, and people listening, I'm probably being, make, if you have any questions, let me know because we're about to finish. Mm-hmm. But that is the key. We, we're more the same than we are different. That's why we were putting really yep. good money when those hot girls knew about the NBA. <laughs> we start betting NBA because they knew. We had we just met them, right? We just knew their appearance, but then we heard them talking. We saw them catching NBA tickets. We're like, oh, wait a second, they know what they're talking. And then we exchange information. We gave them college, they gave us NBA, right? So, collaboration is huge in sports. Better, my point to be honest with you, when I saw Kent State, Indiana, I was like, you know, something makes me want to take Kent State. There's just something there that makes me want to take because when I looked at it, I was like, I'm waiting for the spreads to come out. They don't come out right away, they come out that night. So I was like, there's something about Kent State that makes me want to bet them against Indiana. Indiana hasn't been great all year, has not even been really good all year. They've been kind of in the middle there. So I was kind of leading Kent State anyway. And then when I when I did a little bit more research and saw this stuff come up, I was like, oh, yeah, Kent State. It's kind of – and I didn't even look at the spread when I said I was picking Kent State. So when the spread came out, I had wished it was six or seven. But at four points, Kent State – I think Kent State's going to win this game outright, to be honest with you. I think this coach is, is going to be laser-focused, have a great week of practice, and be and be ready to go for this game tomorrow night. So. And, I, and I think a big edge he has is that the Indiana coach played in Indiana, was on the undefeated team with putting Buckner. Woodson, yep. Woodson. Then he goes to the NBA, and – his arrogance, right? He he says, mm-hmm. I got this defense drop coverage that none of these college coaches can figure out. And again, when we talk about marginal utility, Krzyzewski used to say, hey, as much hype as I get, there's a guy who coaches an NIA school. Yeah. A better coach than I. And it's true. You can't who, if you think you're smart, it's always somebody smarter. If you think you're fast, it's always somebody faster. So for him yeah. to have that attitude, for him to be a defensive coach, and I see him in the Big Ten, people putting 90. So what's this Woodson NBA defense is coming up here? Not as good as any other guy's defense. Yep. Going against a guy like this at Kent State with a chip on his – and I saw the championship game, Kent State against Ohio in the MAC championship. I saw them. They have – enough athletes to hang certainly do certainly do they they are not everybody looks at it and says oh indian is gonna roll no kent state has enough kids that know how to play right to beat indiana indiana is not as josh said at the beginning the big 10 did not have a great year this year it just didn't it i, I don't know how they got eight teams in but they got eight teams in they right. did not have a great conference year this year right and for a team like kent state 
who nobody was on until Selection Sunday weekend. Everybody started to get on them. You just, you, you know, my my way of doing things is I'll, I'll turn the volume down selections. I'll let the, let the thing roll through. And I'll listen a little bit to what people say. And then I'll read a lot. I'll read a lot and I'll watch the press conferences. And, yeah. And Kent State's the type of team that may not win just one game. They get the right matchup. They win another game. Yeah. And they get the Sweet 16. There's always one of those teams. And Kent State should be able to beat Indiana this year. I mean, I, I picked them right off the bat on Monday morning. Right, right. And, and you so. take the right approach about day by day because the year, remember that year where it was like George Mason, mm-hmm. George Washington made it to the final four. Yep. Yep. I remember that. You know, you know so much about betting. Uh, why didn't you pick George Washington to be in the final four? I'm like, I didn't have to. I picked game by game. So I went like eight yeah. and George Mason. Uh, George Washington games because it's matchups, and then you look at it one game at a time. Oh, okay, and then Vegas, right? Because a lot of it is math. Okay, so Vegas is Vegas adjusting any of this? And I'm watching. No, they're not. They're making uh, North Carolina. I think it was North Carolina plus thirty the second round against George Mason, and and, and, and it was a bad North Carolina team. None of those guys could shoot. They're doing the backdoor play, and they're missing layups. Right. Uh, Realize when you're betting, realize when you're betting. Uh, Yeah, it's easy to go and pick North Carolina with George Mason. Do you have a reason why you do it? Or do you just do it because it's North Carolina? Right. Yeah. You got to have a reason why you're doing it. Michael Jordan, Mitch Kutchak, they're not coming out for North Carolina. (laughs) They're not. They are not. They're not. It, you know, North Carolina was 21 and 12 this year, okay, since we're on there. Right. Everybody says, oh, they should have made the NCAA tournament. Well, what's the reason they should have made the NCAA right. tournament? There's no good reason why they should have made it. Well, Rutgers. Who's Syracuse? Syracuse sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, Rutgers. Everybody said, oh, they should have made it. They're in the Big Ten. Does everybody realize the Big Ten conference was down this year? It was not a good team in the conference. Purdue won the conference. Nineteenth made it to the tournament, and, and Purdue, their best team, loses to St. Peter's. St. Peter's, yeah. Through, what five years ago, Chicago, Illinois made it to the to the final four right. or elite eight. Right. Okay. Nobody picked them. No, and there but, were big ten teams all the way down. <laughs> absolutely, they absolutely, they beat together. I think they beat like yep. big ten teams. I remember that getting to. I think so too. Right. Yep. Uh, so the last game is Arizona State plus six against TCU. In TCU, they have a coach, I remember Jim Herrick, disciple, who runs his TCU team to death, and they always do well regular season. Never, never win the regular season. They end up in the top twelve of the Big Twelve, and then lose in the Big Twelve tournament, and then lose again in the NCAA tournament. So unless that changes, I'm going to go with Arizona State uh, plus a six, and I'm going to go under 140. Uh, Arizona State shooting hot. They're used to playing with one day's rest in the Pac-12. They might have problems Sunday, but I think today 
or tomorrow, tomorrow night, another hot game. Last game of the uh, round of 64. I like I like them to either beat. I'm going to pay them on the money line. So I'm going to put 250 money line, 500 plus six Arizona, and 250 under uh, 140. Because I think in the second half, Hurley is going to say, okay, my team's playing the second game of three nights. Let's pass the ball around a little bit. Let's not shoot the yeah. shoot with three, you know, after three seconds. Let's pass it around. Let's play slow down. Slow this game down because our team needs rest. Play zone and keep this under 140. What do you think, Scott? So I, I hope people just are not betting this and saying TCU is going to win the game because Arizona State just played. If you watch Arizona State play Nevada, they did really good. They're really good, well-coached. They run a nice offense. They know what they're doing. They shoot the ball really well. They really do. They, they shoot the ball well. They play a good brand of basketball. I agree with you. TCU is much, much overrated this tournament. Um, they came from a good conference, obviously. Um, one, one of the best in the country. Um, they're seated pretty high here. But Arizona State is a good basketball team that's going to come in. Give TCU some problems. I would take them a plus six a thousand times out of a thousand. So I'm going to take Arizona State. I'm going to take the under. I agree with you because I think Hurley's going to say, hey, we're a little bit tired. Let's back it off a little bit. We got the game. If they had the game in control, we got the game in control. Let's just run some shot clock and let's get our legs, you know, let's get our legs fresh. I agree with you. Sunday's going to be the problem for them. I don't think tomorrow night's. Tomorrow night, they're going to be a problem a little bit, but I think in the end they pull away. So I, I, I like them plus the six and the under. I won't I won't bet them on money line, but I think they can win the game tomorrow night. So Yeah, against TCU, who implodes late in the season. All right, I'll make this into a podcast for our super fans. Uh, super fans, they listen to the podcast twice. 443 people. Small army. It's more battalion. <laughs> In Ukraine. Final words, Scott. Oh, as I just glanced at the scores, we look in pretty good shape to, to win. West Virginia's starting to pull away a little bit, and uh, Virginia Furman is low scoring as we thought. So, and that's what um, we meant, double you know, the low. Yep. Score. Good. Good luck to everybody. Cash those tickets. Listen to this if you're if you're dying to find out what the consensus was. Now you know. Now you know. Go to the window. Make the picks. The spread, I could see one or two of these games spreads going one point either way. Right. I could see them either getting a little bigger or decreasing a lot going into some of these games, pickums and stuff like that. Don't forget, betters still have to, about 12 to 18 hours to, to bet to bet these games. So those spreads will change. Um, so if you I re- to bet them now. Changes, uh, which means that uh, Vegas is stuck in on the manipulation. Yep. Good for us. Yep. There's some there's some in this field, some over unders and some sides that are way out of whack yeah. in my mind. Um so bet those and then you gotta just listen and you gotta hope that you take our advice and go to the window and make the right pick. But good luck to everybody. You know, this is the best best weekend of the year, I think. You know, Super Bowl's great to bet on. This is the best weekend betting wise of the year, I think. The first oh. First two days of NCAs. First four days, actually. A lot of games, a lot of chances to monetize. So, good luck. Yeah, the lines are 
funny how pandemic 2003 how the pandemic changed but next year i should be in line i'll be in vegas for the first four days i'll be doing the yeah I'm, I'm, yeah i usually go out september but i'm gonna try to make it up for the for the first weekend and say next year i think nice so think we'll gonna, do this i'm gonna try to do it it would be in person <laughs> we'll do this at the win was the coach get the coach. I'm like, oh, hold on, Scott. I'm gonna go down there and cast his bit. The lines low. Let me run down there. Places. Yeah, and if we can get Chad down there, you know, doing the podcast from the someplace out there, it might not be such a bad idea. So yeah, and we'll play on that for the first weekend of the NFL. Yep, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So for the podcast in live stream, uh, you don't really. I mean. You have no reason to pay uh, Access Sports $1,000 for picks. We're doing better research. This is more focused on what you can actually monetize. Uh, and Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the SVC Podcast Network. Sunshine.